Hi there. You're listening to Happy Hostess Podcast with Christy Lalonde. I'll be sharing episodes each week to help you entertain and welcome guests into your home without all the stress. There will be guest interviews with party planning and hospitality experts that share their secrets to becoming a confident hostess. So get comfortable as we find the joy in celebrating life's big and small moments. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. Today, you're in for a treat because I have Anna Louise Carter here of Design by Dixon to give us the lowdown on having a successful supper club. She is a former event planner and interior designer and is the best at sharing all of the best finds in fashion, decor, and just plain useful things for everyday living. Thank you so much for being here, Anna Louise. I'm so happy that you could spend time with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your podcast, Christy. And thanks for that lovely introduction. That was so nice. You are welcome. Why don't you start with telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. So my former career is in event planning. I did that for about eight years. And then um, I left my job to start my own event planning business. And I did that for a little bit. But then I realized that I was very burned out on events. So I started dabbling in some other areas. I've always loved interior design and home decor. And, you know, there's a little bit of crossover from event planning for that with event design, laying out events with where do cocktail tables go? Where's our lounge area go? Where's the band going to go? So it was very fun to translate my event layout logistics into home decor since that's such a passion. And um, and then it just kind of just trickled into the blog. I always had the blog because I knew I wanted to promote and share what I was doing with my event business, but sharing with sharing the home decor tips and fashion tips with everyone was really where my passions were. Because I just love being able to share like, oh my gosh, y'all, I found out this new tip and here's how you can implement it in your home. So I do like to say that my blog is a little crossover, a combination of all those things that, you know, we're going to decorate your house. We're going to plan an event in your home and we're going to find the perfect outfit to wear to that event in your house. So yeah, I hope that explains what, what I like to share on Instagram and the blog. Yes. And it's, you're right. It's all crosses over and together. And yes. And, and honestly, you, I, you've given me some of the best tips just for the strangest things from like a box cutter or two (laughs) that I've (laughs) used so much. And I'm so grateful that you told me about it and that I bought one. Thank you for saying that because it's the little things that are the big things because that box cutter I mean, once the packages started coming in every day during COVID, you know, now that's just a part of life. I have one of those box cutters in my office and one at the back door. It just makes it so much simpler and so efficient to that item arrives, open it, go ahead and break the box down for recycling rather than pile of boxes because that just, it makes life easier. I think that was the biggest difference for me is that I was not using A, like doling my knives from the kitchen to do it. Yes. <laughs> and then B, I, I I really did go ahead and break it down then mm-hmm. instead of them piling up and then having to go, you know, 
break them yes. all down at one time and it's a big ordeal, you know? Yeah, because then it's a giant chore of, I've got to break down 10 boxes and before recycling comes, you right. know? So just go ahead and do it. Yes. Well, what do you think first drew you to your interest in decorating and entertaining? Oh, definitely just what I grew up around. Um, I mean, I grew up with my mom always decorating and piddling around the house. That's what my dad calls it. (laughs) And I kind of now call it distracted dusting. You know, you go to remove everything off the surface to dust. And then it's like, wait a minute, I think this would look better this way. And then you start pulling things from another room or, you know, a plate from the china cabinet. So I just kind of grew up watching my mom do that. I always enjoyed it. And then entertaining. I just always loved growing up. Um, I mean, Sunday dinners were a big thing to go over to. My great aunt Martha would have us over after church and definitely celebrating with grandparents and cousins and on, you know, Palm Sunday, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, you know, and having that pretty set table, entertaining and um, seeing family heirlooms to enjoy on such occasions. And then also just, you know, just getting together with friends super casually too. I mean, Sunday dinner is sometimes formal. Sometimes it was super casual and barbecue on a paper plate. But then it's also fun just to have friends over with, hey, do y'all have plans tonight? Because I'm so busy. I'm picking up pizza. Y'all want to join us? You know, and just enjoying the people you're with and celebrating anything. Everything's worth celebrating. So just enjoying being together. That is such good advice. What is your favorite favorite type of entertaining? You've mentioned all kinds, but what do you like really yeah. enjoy? Like a, I think par- I a party do, or having people over yeah. or what? I think I do enjoy when we sit down to dinner at a table in my home or in someone else's home because... It invites more conversation and deeper conversation to gather around and get to know people. But then also, hey, friend, how are you? How are you really? You know, let me let me serve you a plate and let me take care of you this evening so that you can fill me in on your life and what's going on and let's share each other's struggles, happiness, burdens, everything. And I think that's really my favorite. And I do enjoy a good supper club where it might be, you know, friends come over, pour some drinks, have some apps, then go to the table, then go sit in the living room for dessert and coffee. I I think that's really my favorite type of entertaining. Well, I love your perspective on taking care of your guests. That's a beautiful picture. Um, for them to be able to feel relaxed and be able to talk about whatever it is that day that that might be on their heart. That's- yeah, I think it's really it's really important. We've gotten so away from that, and everyone's lives are so busy. But if we can take a little bit of effort to invite people over and um, let them relax, you know. I think that because it, I also think, you know, sometimes people think setting the table 
it's lovely to have a formal table set. And sometimes that can come off as too stuffy or you've got to have this rigid dinner plan. But really, I mean, if, if I do that, I love doing that. But there's also times where it is something of y'all husband's going to Papa John's around the corner to pick up pizza. Y'all come over. I'm going to put some paper plates out real quick and just sit around the table and chat and have a good time. Yes, they both have value and they're both fun. It just yes depends. I mean, I love the spontaneity of being able to, to order something and use paper yes. plates and not worry about it. Um, yes. But it's really fun to like plan it a couple of weeks ahead of time as well. Yeah. Yes. The planning is is half the fun, at least. I feel like <sighs> I agree. And honestly, you know, the spontaneous moments are very fun, but it is also fun when you do plan a few weeks out in advance, which sometimes it's like a month or two in advance. You know, you text your friends, let's get together soon. And it's six weeks later. But sometimes when you have that date set, you know, people are able to like, oh, I'm so excited and looking forward to this. I'm going to get a babysitter and we're just going to have fun hanging out. And you, you know, a little bit more thought, but it's something to look forward to as well. Yes. We're having the fun planning, but they're having the fun of looking forward to something as well. Yes. Yes. Now you mentioned supper club, but I mm-hmm. feel like that term can have a different connotation depending upon yes. where you might live or what part of the country you are. Um, so tell me a little bit about the differences. Yeah. Well, I think I've come to use it very loosely, but I feel like maybe the most common form of a supper club is just, you know, a small group of friends who get together monthly or every other month and usually rotate on who's hosting. Um, I think that's probably the most common form of a supper club. But now, so often, I'll just text some of our couple friends and say, hey, let's plan a supper club date. Um, You know, who's available in three Fridays? And I guess we're not as rigid of every other month or every month. It's just kind of whoever thinks that they've got the capacity on their calendar to host who makes it happen. That's great. Yes. That flexibility is wonderful. Yes. That is exactly what I think of when I think of Supper Club. I think about certain group of friends that Mm -hmm. choose to alternate hosting, you know, on a whatever schedule they like. However, it has also become a term lately, I've found out. (laughs) It's like having a restaurant in a home. I guess the chef like creates it for a certain number of guests. Like you would have like a a chef come to your house and prepare the meal for everyone? Yes, like that or the particular chef will have every Friday, a certain number of people available for the table. Cool. With a set menu. Yeah, it's so like, I, and there may be other variations also, but I was Googling just for some research and yeah. that's what kept coming up. That Not my so idea fun. of one. Well, <laughs> I'm going to have to Google Supper Club Restaurants, Greenville, South Carolina and see who's doing this because that's such a, a again, I'm drawing into my like event planning things. I'm like, what up? fun event and party 
to go to. That's a great idea. Right. And we have that in Lexington, but it's not called a supper club, or at least uh-huh. I don't think that's what they're calling it. Um, but like in Wisconsin is where I kept seeing it pop up. So I don't know if like it's that's that's so a regional cool. thing or it just became popular and other people started doing it. I don't know. I love um, that concept. Yeah. It, very interesting. But this is what always to me, like you and I are on the same wavelength. <laughs> yes. What, what came to mind. Um, so tell me what really does yours look like? Like how many people, like, are they all couples? How many people? Yeah. So it is, we've kind of got like two groups of friends right now who get together consistently, which when I say consistently, it's almost like quarterly <laughs> now because everyone's <laughs> so busy. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would say it's really just who has the capacity of and decides that they're willing and able and want to have us next. We'll send out a text message and and make that happen. But I was also in, I guess this is a supper club. This was right when we had just gotten married and we had just moved here and we met some friends. And we called it, we called it chicken night and we did it <laughs> weekly. And it was because we always cooked chicken. The host always cooked chicken somehow. And then the other couple would bring a starch and another couple would bring a veggie side. And it was so nice. It was such a great way to get to know people and take off one less meal on the meal planning <laughs> for the week. And I mean, we did that weekly and it was so much fun and something to look forward to. But I mean, we called it chicken night, but I guess that really was a form of a supper club. <laughs> Never heard chicken night, but that is awesome. <laughs> it was because chicken was on sale at the local butcher shop on Tuesdays. And Uh-oh. so that was, we were like, you know, we were all young and just married. And, you know, trying to save money. So that was the day that we could get chicken to feed six people at a good price. So that's what we did. That's awesome. I love that. It was a lot of fun. It's funny that you said monthly or quarterly um, to that you all might meet as far. I know not for chicken night, but for the other. Yeah. um, Because I had one when my kids were young and our goal was monthly. We, uh-huh. you know, it, we would alternate. It was quarterly for right. sure because trying yes. to get everyone together was very difficult. Yes, <laughs> at especially that stage of when life, you've got you know? yeah, young children. That's just near impossible. I think quarterly is. If you're making a supper club happen quarterly, that's that's excellent. It really was. I, we just a little overly ambitious. <laughs> yes, when we yes. planned, it's always important to have goals. <laughs> yes, that's true. Now, your supper club sounds pretty relaxed. Yes. But do you have any guidelines or rules? Obviously, Chicken Night did. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. But your um, your one that's more quarterly. Do you all yes. really set any guidelines or just... I think, you know, each host is different. When I host, I love to take care of the full meal portion mm-hmm. so that I can, if I'm serving anything hot, I can... I can monitor it coming out on time. And then I usually ask someone to bring an appetizer Mm -hmm. and someone else to bring a dessert. So 
that's how I like to have others participate and contribute. But I've also had, you know, some of these other couples may say, I've got the dessert, but will you please bring a salad? You know, I think that's totally up to the host and knowing, knowing what you're confident in preparing and delegate out what you're not. (laughs) Right. So those are my guidelines of kind of when I make the invitation and how I ask others to participate. That is great. Now, have y'all ever tried out any themes besides chicken night? (laughs) Besides chicken night? Um, Let's see. You know, we just kind of stick to a classic meal, which is nice because... I think in today's age, we're in such a rush just to get something on the table on a weeknight. So when you actually are able to sit down and have an appetizer and a meal that's a meat, a starch, a vegetable, and a dessert, I mean, that's, I guess that's only a three-course dinner, but (laughs) it feels pretty luxurious when you get to do it. (laughs) Especially on a weeknight. That really does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just interviewed someone um, very recently and she was telling me about the supper club that she does. And I love this idea. I want to do it immediately, <laughs> trying to uh-huh. figure out the details, but it's with, it's just with women yes. and they just meet, I don't remember if it was monthly or quarterly, but they choose a cookbook and that yes. they're going to use. And then you know, someone's assigned an appetizer out of it. Someone's assigned a dessert. Someone's assigned a, you know, side dish. That is so much fun. And what a great idea. And what a great way to learn and share new recipes. Right. And that way, yeah, you get to experience it all without making it all. And Exactly. Oh, yes. That is another benefit to supper clubs is finding new recipes and tasting something that, you don't have to cook, which, you know, everything seems to taste better when you don't have to do the work. <laughs> that is the truth for sure. Yeah. Do you have any favorite go-to meals for supper club or do you switch it up like every time yes. you host? Well, I have moved beyond chicken night. <laughs> um, and I think my go-to meal is a pork tenderloin with some type of potato and a green. So like a pork tenderloin is you know, it's a step up from chicken, but it's not quite as luxurious or as expensive as a filet. Right. (laughs) So it's somewhere right there in the middle and real easy to cook. I have figured out the perfect way to cook it in the oven or to throw it on the grill. Now that I just feel like I've mastered it. So it's very easy for me to do. And then potatoes, I'll either, you know, dice them up and roast them or I love when I can make a twice-baked potato, that's easy because you can prep that ahead of time earlier in the week. Right. And then a green, I just try to pick something that's seasonally available, current, fresh. But that's that's usually my go-to meal. Now, how do you make that pork tenderloin? Okay, so I had a recipe years ago that was this fantastic marinade that had... um a little bit of balsamic, I think some Worcestershire in it and fresh garlic. And the key herb was herbs de Provence. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And it would call for like fresh of all that. Oh, well, I've taken the uh, easier route on that now. And 
I'll buy the pork tenderloins that are already in those sealed packages in a marinade. Okay. And I will just doctor them up with Herbs de Provence and a little balsamic and Worcestershire. It, it is so good. Like look for, I think there's one brand that has a marinade called peppercorn flavor. And, you know, that's like got a good pepper flavor to it. So I'll just add that Herbs de Provence. And then the other day I found one that was, I think it was garlic and herb. And I just doctored it up a little bit with balsamic and Worcestershire and that Herbs de Provence. And no one knows that you didn't take all this time to mix a marinade. And I think that original pork tenderloin recipe had me cutting tiny little slits in the pork tenderloin and inserting garlic slivers and all that. Wow. And um, which, you know, if you want to do that, that is wonderful. But sometimes you're like, I just need to get this thing marinated in in the pan and in the oven. So I just kind of doctor up what's already got a little marinade already on it. And I will say I've been complimented on the pork tenderloin every time. And I'm like, if y'all only knew how easy this really was. Well, never be ashamed to take a shortcut. (laughs) We simply cannot not take shortcuts on every single thing if you're hosting a meal. I mean, like... It, unless you're a chef and used to doing right. this and know every fast way and don't mind spending the ne- last two days <laughs> preparing. Yes. <laughs> well, and I like to take my mother-in-law. All I says, you don't have to make it. You just have to make it happen. So you can That's absolutely awesome. go get store-bought food and make the meal happen with that. <laughs> you don't have to prepare it all from scratch. That's so funny. I just said that phrase just yesterday, actually. And I had never heard it until about two weeks ago. And mm-hmm. I love it. Now I use it yes. all the time. I know because it's so true. It takes a lot of pressure off. It does. Now, what about appetizers? Do you have a favorite one that you use a lot when you are asked to bring one? Or I mean, who doesn't love pimento cheese? Yum. It's so good. And it's such a crowd pleaser. I just, and it goes with, I love it with Fritos, the scoops, because you can really get hearty amount of pimento cheese in that Frito scoop. (laughs) It really is important what you're dipping pimento cheese with. It's a good ratio of pimento cheese to cracker. (laughs) Right. And it has to be something strong because it'll break off in the pimento cheese. Exactly. If not. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's a go-to or... I love the brie that's got, you know, a really good jam on it, melted. That's easy to prepare and good too. Delicious. Yes. That's the cheesy fine. things are always the best. I know. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. It's not like we said it was supper club. We didn't say it was healthy club. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it that actually these events I, I just don't feel like count. So Exactly. You're having a good time. So yeah, you're probably laughing off all those extra calories anyway. That's true. It's time to indulge a bit. That's right. Well, I like to always ask my guests, what does hospitality really mean to you? I think hospitality is just being a warm welcome. And I think that could mean providing a warm welcome in your home or even when you're outside of your home. I think it's just an exuberance that makes people in your presence feel 
feel welcome, feel glad to know you, glad to have a conversation. I, th- I think that's hospitality. That's and a beautiful description. Good. <laughs> it really is very visual. <laughs> yeah, I just think, you know, that I just envision that when you are entertaining in your home, opening the door and that I'm so happy you're here. And that is wonderful to be able to do that in your home. But I mean, I also hope that I exude that out in public of, I'm so happy to see you in this moment and being present with those people and just, you know, give it the warm and fuzzies all around. Well, I know from experience, you do do that in person for sure. Oh, you're so kind. (laughs) Your personality definitely shines through and is the same all the time. Oh, you're so sweet. That was so fun when like I did get to finally meet you in person. I know. That was so fun. Yes. I'm looking forward to doing it again. Me too. Now, you kind of touched on some of this, but why do you think it's important to invite guests over? What is the why behind? You know, I think, and this is something I'm learning as, you know, the older I get and... I think everyone is so busy. I mean, life's only getting busier. And if you don't take that pause and be intentional with people, the next thing you know, years have gone by and it's, oh my gosh, they're they're a good friend. I have no idea what's going on in their life. And it's important to, not to sound trite, because I hear this often, but it's important to do life together. We're meant to share experiences, excitement, to share burdens. And and I think it's important that we invite people over. It's going to take effort. No one said it was going to be easy, but that effort is always, always worth it. It is. And there are definitely seasons of time, seasons of life, I should say. Yes. Where you have to be extremely intentional in order to actually make it happen because it's so easy to, to let the days go by and there's always something planned, you know, whether it's football practice or you have to pick Mm -hmm. them up or whatever, but if you make plans, you can have someone else pick them up, you know, Uh, you know, and it really, it's like a necessity to be intentional. It is. And it's, I mean, there are times when it's, you know, you may just be like, I am flat out tired and don't feel like doing this. But, you know, going to the supper club or hosting it, I usually, on the times where I've been too tired and I don't feel like it, but I make myself go because it is a priority, because it's a good friend. It's someone who I need to check in with. I always walk away with, I am so glad I went. I'm glad I had them over. A either I had no idea they were going through this, or a I am so elated that they shared that joy with me today. So it's always it's always a good thing. Every single time. Yes. I can't remember a time that I was like, oh wow, I wish I had I hadn't gone. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Even yeah. though really before I might've been so tired and thinking, I don't mm-hmm. want to get ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, but every yeah. time I'm always grateful that I yes. did. And there are times, you know, sometimes I have texted 
you know, the afternoon of supper club and like, y'all, this is going to be a soft clothes supper club. Like you can come over in your yoga pants. <laughs> this is not a stuffy supper club tonight. I, you know, I set the table on Thursday, the silver's out, but we're wearing leggings. Okay. <laughs> that is great. And you can totally do that. Yes, you can. It's your house. You can do That's whatever right. you want. Yeah. Now we know that things are not perfect in our lives and that goes for entertaining as well. And sometimes things just go wrong, but those are often very good stories. Do you have any yes. stories that where things went wrong? <laughs> so I did my classic pork tenderloin and twice baked potatoes meal. I, I forget, like, I think the pork tenderloin was done sooner than I had planned. And I had not yet put the twice baked potatoes back in the oven to get the cheese all melty and what and warmed back up. Right. So I like took the pork tenderloin out and I put the twice baked potatoes in and I lost track of time socializing, probably eating pimento cheese. <laughs> and then my husband was like, how long, how long did the potatoes stay in? And I was like, oh, just a few minutes, you know, to warm back up. And he's like, well, you put them in like 45 minutes ago. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I went and pulled those things out the oven. And they had, it was the weird, I mean, they still tasted okay. But it was the weirdest thing of like all the heavy cream that I had put in those things to make it taste so good and rich. Mm-hmm. It's like the heavy cream evaporated out of the potatoes. And they were spongy. They, oh, I, I don't know how spongy. to describe it, but it was not this like, you know, when you make a twice baked potato and you're like, let me throw in some butter, let me start throwing some cream, some sour cream. Right. And it's just this dense, almost mashed potato in that potato skin and they're heavy. These were not heavy. It's, oh. they evaporated. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. And then I had to serve them. And I mean, they were edible. They still tasted fine. They just looked weird. But yeah, that was, so that was That's my funny. lesson in timing those more accurately. Yes. And I, I am the same way when it comes to entertaining. I am, I needed a timer or something to, for me yes. to hear. Yes, when, I definitely... I was like, oh, I'm not going to put on a timer. I'm not going to tell Alexa to do this. That'll be distracting. Right. Oh, no, I (laughs) totally need Alexa or Siri to set that timer and interrupt whatever conversation I'm having to be sure the meal comes out okay. (laughs) It could have been worse. They could have been really charred and burned and and inedible. I mean, you know, I don't think you could eat the potato skins on these because that's usually one of my favorite parts. I think you could eat the insides, but the outsides were just super crisp. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) What is the one piece of advice that you would give a new hostess that's just getting started? Oh, I would say just do it. Use what you have and give yourself grace. Just do it. It doesn't have to be some elaborate, fancy ordeal. The important part is that you're having people over and having them invited and feeling welcomed and the focus is on your guest, not so much the meal or the pretty table. We love doing those things because that's, I think you can really, that's a hobby. We love making things pretty, but we also know at the end of the day, the people are the priority. 
Perfect. And just, just go for it. It's, it'll be a lot of fun. And, you know, if it's your first time, I guarantee everyone will say, well, let's do this again. And before the night's over, you'll be pulling out your friends, looking at calendar saying, someone will say, well, I can host in next month. So just go for it. That's great advice. Very encouraging. Now I have a speed round of questions for you. Okay. You ready? Okay. I'll try to be, I'll try to be fast. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) what's your favorite drink? Coffee. What about dessert? Okay. It doesn't have a good name, but (laughs) have you ever had that cake that's called better than sex cake? (laughs) I knew as soon as you said that, I was like, (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. I was like, this isn't, I don't, I was like, this isn't PG, but it is so delicious. Well, I'd never had it before. And my minister's wife brought it to mm-hmm. a dinner. <laughs> so yes. she gave me the recipe. <laughs> so. It's so good and it's so easy. That's usually, if I'm asked to bring a dessert, that's what I take because it's so easy to make. That is the number one requested dessert in our household is for it's sure. It's so good. And those leftovers, and that is the one time I want the corner piece. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. And actually those two go together, coffee and that they cake do. is yes. Would is delicious together. Mm-hmm. Um okay, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, if you hadn't asked me, I probably could have like spouted out something. This will sound snobbish. You might it's need okay. to like cut this out. We'll but, see. We might. <laughs> um, I mean, I was recently at a hotel and their lamps had were three-way lamps and they didn't have a three-way bulb in them and i'm just i'm all about the proper light bulb i love good lighting and this is a very nice hotel and i'm like why don't they have a three-way light bulb in this bedside lamp <laughs> you know i've never thought about them having a three like three levels but i have yes often been frustrated with the amount of light in various places of the room. A, a like the, three-way light bulb will change your life. It really you think your room needs more lights. The answer is your current light lamps just need three-way light bulbs. That is the solution, especially yes. in a hotel room. Because like yes. right next to your bed, you don't want the same thing as what you want. Right. I don't want hundred I don't want a hundred watts when I'm trying to go to sleep or reading. I just right. need soft 50. <laughs> Absolutely. I say that all in jest. Like I say that as a pet peeve, but I also know that I'm, I'm a little extreme in that. I get it. (laughs) Well, that actually, that's why I asked the question because it's just so interesting. (laughs) I never would have picked that as, as someone's. And um, so it's just a fun way to get to know you. Yes. Okay. Teenage celebrity crush. Oh, um, probably like Ashton Kutcher or like Jonathan Taylor Thomas or Justin Timberlake, so, you know, one of those who was so hot in the early 2000s. Yes. <laughs> How about all-time favorite cookbook? Okay, most definitely the cookbook that my school put out, the PTA put it out when I was little. And I don't have a copy of it because they don't make it anymore. But there's so many recipes from my childhood from there that not that I've even like flipped through that cookbook in years, but just all the moms cooking pregame meals for us before 
big games, all those recipes were in there. Right. And I, I think that's, you know, it's again, it's back to the people, the people who made it, the people who served it, the people you enjoyed the meal with. And that was the real comfort food. Yes. Good memories. Yeah. That's what it all boils down to. So before we go, please tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and your website. Sure. So uh, my Instagram is designed by Dixon. Designed is past tense. Dixon is D-I-X-O-N. That's my website, designedbydixon.com. On TikTok, I'm designed by Dixon blog. Pinterest, designed by Dixon. Facebook, designed by Dixon. Um, Pretty easy to find me. Wonderful. Well, thank you again, Anna Louise, for sharing your experiences and all your advice on hosting a supper club. I know that you've inspired some of our listeners to create their own and they'll be so happy making new memories with their friends. Uh, Well, thank you so much for having me, Christy. I loved chatting with you and I have so enjoyed all your interviews with your other guests too. So I feel so honored to be invited and included. I'm so grateful that you joined us today. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your podcast app. It would mean the world to me. If you need links for anything mentioned during this episode, head over to happyhostesscollective.com and you'll find them in the show notes. A new episode comes out every Tuesday, and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have a great week.